0: our second reading let's not stand today because we um, we're going to hear the second reading sung to us now this is a song that is really jive I've asked them to turn up the volume um, so let's hear the gospel um, according to the it's in it's in Luke no Mark chapter 5 so if you don't mind turning that up
1: Now a woman with a burden of sickness Twelve years heard that Jesus was coming her way She didn't stop to worry about her doubts and her fears She had to fight for every step of the way Through the crowds that were pressing around Him Through the heat and the dust of the road When she touched His cloak God healed her body and lifted her heavy load If I can get a little closer to Jesus Just a little bit closer to Jesus Just a little bit closer to Jesus, everything's gonna be alright. If I can get a little closer to Jesus, just a little bit closer to Jesus, just a little bit closer to Jesus, everything's gonna be alright. And then a man asked Jesus' disciples if they could deliver his only son. From a spirit that threw him into water and fire, but with them it just could not be done. So he called out to Jesus, saying, Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. Jesus had mercy, he built his son, took away all of his grief. If I can get a little closer to Jesus, just a little bit closer to Jesus, just a little bit closer to Jesus, everything's gonna be all right. If I can get a little closer to Jesus, just a little bit closer to Jesus Just a little bit closer to Jesus Everything's gonna be alright Now the story about touching the hem of his garment Nearly everybody knows But that woman was healed by her faith in God and not by Jesus' clothes The boy with the unclean spirit was delivered When everybody's faith was gone When his father cried out saying, Lord, I'm weak, Jesus made his weakness strong. If I can get a little closer to Jesus, just a little bit closer to Jesus, just a little bit closer to Jesus, everything's gonna be alright. If I can get a little closer to Jesus, just a little bit closer to Jesus, just a little bit closer to Jesus, everything's gonna be alright. Now if you want to get a little closer to Jesus, there's nobody to stand in your way. You don't have to wait for another disciple to find the right words to say. Jesus is the same today and forever, no matter what the devil may do. If you need a little faith or more of God's Spirit, ask Him and He'll give it to you. And you can get a little closer to Jesus, just as close as you want to the Jesus. Get a whole lot closer to Jesus, everything's gonna be all right. You can get a little closer to Jesus, just as close as you want to the Jesus. Get a whole lot closer to Jesus, everything's gonna be all right.
0: The second has to do with the following statement. The intensity of light observed from a source of constant intrinsic luminosity falls off as the square of the distance from the object. So this is known as the inverse square law of light intensity and the graph likens that of a steep hyperbolic function. Now you missed that, right? Now I'll read the first statement again. Focus now. This is not difficult. I'll read it again. It says there... The intensity of light observed from a source of constant intrinsic luminosity falls off as the square of the distance from the object. Now, what that means is if I have a source of light and I'm a certain distance away from it, then I see, I see the light. If I now move further away from it, the intensity of light that I see goes down. This is not difficult, guys. You're happy with that? Now, but what's interesting here is it's an inverse square law. So, in other words, if I double the distance, the light intensity isn't one-half, but one-half squared, which is a quarter. And so, if I triple the distance, the light intensity is not a third, but a third squared, which is a nine. Now, lest this deteriorate into a physics lesson, let me read from the Gospel of John. And in John chapter 8, verse 12, we read the following. It says that when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so I want to say to us this morning, Jesus is the light of the world and the measure in which we will experience a fulfilled, happy Christian life. Will, determine, will be determined by how close we are. So the closer we are, the more intense our relationship with Jesus is going to be. And this little demonstration, I think, bears that out. So if you're a little bit away from that funnel, it still blows it away. But as you get closer, it suddenly sucks it in. And so, what I want to say to us this morning is you can't sit under the veranda and get a tan. You've got to get into the light. You've got to get into the sun. It's kind of a statement of the obvious. But you see, this getting closer to Jesus isn't always that easy. Now, the woman that we heard about in the song, she understood this. You must picture it. It was a hot day it was dusty, there were lots of guys thronging around Jesus and she wanted to get up close. And women's live hadn't happened and so women didn't count and so they shoved her away and they just you know go away now it's, you don't count. She was also not well she was sick but she gave everything to get closer to Jesus. She really did everything and that made all the difference. Because as she touched that hem of his garment, she was healed. We sang a little bit earlier in that song, More Love, More Power, More of You in My Life. And that song is really a revision of this whole sermon. Because it says, I will seek your face with all of my heart. And so it's like that woman. With all of her heart, she wanted to get closer to Jesus. She knew how important it was to be close to Jesus. And so she gave everything to get there. You may say, well, okay, that's a cute story from Bible times. But why? How do we get closer to Jesus today? Let's just be real here. In those days, it was easy. Jesus was a person. He walked on the road. And to get close to him, well, you just walk up. But how do we do that today? Steve spoke last week about the armor of God. And he reminded us that there's a battle that's waging around our souls. And I hope you took note of that. It's a really important for us to understand that there's a battle that's waging out there about, uh, for our souls. And in Matthew 24 verse 10, Jesus, it's one of those frightening statements that he makes. And he's speaking about the end times. And he says there, At that time, many will turn from the faith. And because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. You know, every time I read that, I think to myself, well, is Jesus speaking about me? Many will turn from the faith. Are you going to be one of those? And then it says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Those are serious words that Jesus speaks. And I think what he's saying to us is, let's get close to Jesus, because that's where we are safe. The closer we are, the safer we are. Take you back to that picture of the funnel. The closer we are safer we are. And then in the reading this morning in Luke chapter 8, we read about the parable of the sower. Okay, so this guy goes out and he chucks his seeds, and some of it fell amongst the thorns. And then it says there, in verse 14, the seed that fell amongst the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures and they do not mature. Worries, riches and pleasures and this word could never be more applicable than today. Worries, yes you know what we worry a lot don't we? And a lot is big, a lot is about money. I mean we're living in, in a society where, where, where your possessions and, and money is everything and then it's about pleasures. We're living again in a society where everything seems to be about pleasure and about happiness and finding fun and all of that stuff. And so back to the question, in today's world, because Jesus isn't physically with us, how do we get closer to Jesus? The first thing, we need to break with sin in our lives. Sin was the thing that separated us from God in the first place. So when Adam took a bite out of the pineapple, it was tickets. Let's understand that. Sin separates from God. Period. And so if we want to get closer to Jesus, we need to listen to that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit saying to us, stop doing that you need to break with that sin and maybe in the communion time later on maybe that's the time where the Spirit will speak to you and where you need to break with some of the things that you know are keeping you away from Jesus and the second thing that helps us to get closer to Jesus is what they taught us in Sunday school. Do you remember that song, Read Your Bible, Pray Every Day, if you want to grow? Do you remember it? Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, if you want to grow. Guys, this is not rocket science. If you want to get closer to Jesus, you need to spend time with Him. You need to spend time in the Word, praying, at Bible study, but most of all, early in the mornings. Particularly in winter, it's mind over mattress, we need to just get up. Can't tell you how important that is. And so my first point today is, get close to Jesus. The second point is soak it up. In Luke chapter 10, we read the story of Mary and Martha. Remember the story? I'll read it to you. It's short. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She and her sister Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work all by myself? sound familiar? And Jesus says to her, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. And so here was Mary sitting in the presence of Jesus and just enjoying His presence. She was just soaking it up. And I want to say to us this morning that when you spend time with Jesus, when you're reading His Word, when you pray, we can experience that same wonderful sense of His closeness. And So the first thing is get close, the second is just soak it up. And then the third point is reflect. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, right at the end in verse 18, it says there, And we who with unveiled faces reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory. And one particular translation says it slightly differently. It says there, as we look into and contemplate his glory, we are also like a mirror reflecting it out there. It's a lovely translation. And so as we look into the Lord's glory, like a mirror uh, reflects the light, we are reflecting his glory. In Acts chapter 4, it's a very interesting scripture. It says there, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men, They were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Now, it was kind of just after the resurrection, and Peter and John, they were preaching up a storm. And the Pharisees and those guys were sort of checking this out, and they thought, what's up with these guys? They're unschooled, and they're just ordinary fishermen, many of them. And yet, they taught with authority. They had courage to stand up to the... To the um, sort of opposition that, that they faced, and they'd been, and they were just different. And so it says there, they took note that these men had been with Jesus. And I want to say to us this morning that if we spend time with Jesus, people will notice that. And in our broken world, people need to notice it because they need Jesus. And so when we're in close there, and once we've soaked it up, we just automatically reflect it out there. And it's not that we have to work this up. When you've spent time with Jesus, it will just reflect. We read the same in Exodus 34. When Moses came down from, from the mountain. He came down from Mount Sinai. He had spent time with God up there, and he had these two tablets with him. And then it says there... When Moses came down from Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant of the law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the other Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. So there was Moses, spent time with the Lord, and his face was literally radiant. And lest we are deceived to think that this only happened kind of in biblical times, in Moses' time, David writes in Psalm 34, those that look to him are radiant. Their faces will never be covered in shame. And so what David is telling us, even to this day, those that look to him are radiant and their faces will never be covered in shame. Get close, soak it up, and reflect. Some weeks ago, Mandy preached on Matthew chapter 7. And these are some of the most serious words that Jesus spoke. And I have to say, I sit there and and it was one of those kind of times where you think, yes, you know, God's talking to me. And I'll read them again. It says there, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one that does the will of my Father. And then it says, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you, away from you, away from me, evildoers. Now let's understand, Jesus was talking about the heavyweights here. He was talking about the guys that had driven out demons, that prophesied, that done many miracles in his name. And yet he says to them, away from me, I never knew you. Those are hard words. But those are words that we can't just shove aside and sort of make as if they don't exist in our Bible. And so, what is the Father's will? When Jesus says, Only the ones that are doing the will of my Father will be there. What is the Father's will? And again, it's not difficult. It's that personal holiness. That's what Jesus is talking about. And we need to do that. Now, let's not get confused. We are saved by grace, we understand that. It's not by our own works. We are saved by grace. But once that has happened, we need to work out our salvation with fear and with trembling. Like that woman needed to get closer to Jesus in the same way. We need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And it's going to cost us. It takes some kind of effort on our part. I remember when we were in Joburg... um, I was going on a trip to go to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. And before you go on that trip you need to do some training. So get your rucksack sorted, you need to walk a bit and and so I was up at four thirty in mor- in the mornings. Now, those of you that have lived in Joburg, it's cold, it was a winter, it was in May, so it was May June. It was cold, it was dark, and yet at four thirty I was up every morning doing my training. The statistics say that 29% of people that set foot on the mountain get to the top. The other 71 don't make it. And I was, I was not going to be one of those that doesn't make it. I was going to get to the top. And so I was up in the mornings and I was working. Why is it that we don't have the same fervor When it gets to spiritual things. Surely, where I spend eternity is so much more important than getting to the top of a mountain. And so I want to say to us this morning, let's take this word seriously. Let's get closer to Jesus, let's soak it up, and then then let's let's reflect it. And that sometimes is hard work, and sometimes it's a fight. But I want to say to us this morning as well, once you've been in the presence of Jesus, you'll know how wonderful that is, and how everything's going to be alright. Let's pray. Father God, these are tough words to hear. But Father, we want to we take on this challenge. We want to get closer to Jesus because then everything's going to be all right. Father, help us to get up in the mornings. Particularly now as we approach winter and it's dark outside. But Father, let us get out of bed. Let, let it just give us the, the chutzpah to stand up and to spend time with you. Thank you, Father, that when we come into your presence, there is fullness of joy. And as we spend time with you, Father, you always make it worth our while. And Father, then I pray that those words that you you said, Lord Jesus, when you spoke about the end times, many will fall away from the faith. Father, I pray that each and every one of us will not be those people. that we will stand one day in glory, praising you for everything that you've done for us and for saving our souls. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.